Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Mr. Mark Rattledge. We are back after a week hiatus. Uh, Hurricane Irma fucked up all my shit. I was sequestered in the jail from Saturday through Monday afternoon, and then I was living at my in-laws while we had power, didn't have power, had power, lost power, got power back again. Uh, we were supposed to review the Living Color album. I'll just tell you it's good. I really enjoyed it. I would have liked to have played it on here and talked about it, but uh, inclement weather has prevented that from happening. And so the Metal Hammer of Doom rolls on. Tonight, we are going to review the debut self-titled album from Supergroup, Prophets of Rage, and Prophets of Rage consist of the non-Zach de la Roca members of Rage Against the Machine, Chuck D, and uh, DJ Lord of Public Enemy, who also have a new album out, by the way. 2017, Public Enemy still putting out new music. And Be Real of Cypress Hill. Earlier in the year, we looked at Sendog's new metal project, uh, Power Flow. Well, this is Be Real. Be Real did it first. <laughs> they just uh, they put out an EP that was a combination of some of the covers that they did and one new song, I think. This is a full-length album. No covers, no Rage Against the Machine stuff, no Public Enemy stuff, no Cypress Hill stuff. 
uh, all new material. We're going to play it tonight and review it for your listening pleasure. And, of course, joining me to do that is the man that started out as the student and is now the teacher. <laughs> he graduated from Padawan to Jedi. Uh, he has been holding it down when Robert Cooper cannot be found. He is the disapproving dad and the host of source material in his own right. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesse Starcher, how do you do, sir? Doing well. You know, you called these guys a super group, all right? The other thing that you can count on that's being super when these guys get together is their politics. All right, now, <laughs> if, if there isn't something that Rage Against the Machine is known for, it's certainly their songs about political, uh, it's just a horrible political climate and how things are horrible. And, and you just never come away with, you can't, didn't come away with a feeling of contentness when you listen to Rage Against the Machine, and then you tack on Public Enemy, who is there to, I mean, clearly, when you have albums such as, what, what, was, what was one of their, it takes a nation of millions to hold us back. Fear of a black planet, my friends. Yes, Public Enemy tag-teaming with Rage Against the Machine members, but you know what will level things out? Throw in Be Real from Cypress Hill, okay? He's going to bring the weed, and you know things will mellow out at some point. (laughs) (laughs) No, unfortunately, that's when the paranoia kicks in, and they're worried about drones. They fly over, they fly over. (laughs) They fly over, they fly over. Let me ask you a question. In uh, in Ohio, a battleground state, if you will, Mm. have have you had to worry about drones fly over, fly over your home? (laughs) I Is never. This a growing I have never. Concern? No, sir. I, I I live in a nice little suburban neighborhood. Okay, maybe that's maybe that's my problem. I don't I don't live in the hood of Marietta, and I don't see the drones. I've traveled through the hood many a time, uh, and I've never seen anything hovering or flying over, targeting anybody. So no, drones are not something that. Our at least our little community has to worry about. Unfortunately, now, it sounds like things are different in other spots <laughs> in the nation. Well, I, I want to ask now. You, you, I don't want to out you completely with what you do. I, that's your business, and I and and this is a fun podcast. Sure. Um, but I, but you, you do work with the public uh, in some fashion. You, you deal with people um, yep. in a, in a public way. Do they often? complain to you about the drones that are flying over flying over not one damn person has ever said anything about drones being an issue because they didn't get their benefits because of the drones no that did not happen (laughs) ever okay all right because because i don't i mean look i've i've been in a lot of hoods (laughs) in my years (laughs) i have been in a lot of poor neighborhoods now, wait, wait, wait. You also work with the public yourself, okay? Yes. Now, so same question right back at you. Who's coming in? You get, you get more of a selection than I do of some crazy wackadoos. <laughs> so you get to tell me. And here's the thing. In all the hoods I've been in, 
even you know as recently as the last like ten years or so, uh, whether I, I hear it from them or saw it with my own eyes, not a lot of drone action. I <laughs> this uh, <laughs> these guys in Prophets of Rage say, are, are very worried about drones overhead, <laughs> and if this were Afghanistan, if this were you know if this were some Muslim country in Africa or the Middle East. I yeah. I would get it. Sure. We could see it. You Yeah, sure. You would definitely have to worry about a drone shooting missiles at you. I mean, that was I even Pat Oswald joked about that with uh President Obama where, you know, they were killing people with drones. But here in the good old US of A, I'm not entirely sure Chuck D and B Real are being watched with drones. Maybe they are. Yeah. Maybe in the midst of doing whatever it is that they do, they walked out of their house one day and saw a drone fly over, and Chuck D was like, fucking CIA. Always, <laughs> always trying to monitor me. I mean, I know I was, that. I, I was Slipknot. legit waiting. I was waiting for the song about the chemtrails. That was where <laughs> I, I was just waiting for that to happen. <laughs> I, I, I know that, like, the guys in Slipknot talked about how, like, the, the FBI, I think, like, has a file on them. Like, the FBI has a file on everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and just because they have a file on you doesn't mean anything's going to happen with it. They're just, they, they monitor anything that might be, you know, they, they might conceivably be a threat to, to the nation. And, any, and, like, the guy made a point of anything that's, like, big and angry, you know, or gets a huge following and is in any way anti-establishment is going to is going to garner attention. What you can yeah. do with it, you know, if they're not really breaking any laws, is nothing. Uh, but they, but you know, yeah, you 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 can catch the attention of the federal government. Um, and maybe Chuck D has, and and maybe to a lesser degree, because I can't imagine what the fuck B Real did in his career in <laughs> Cypress Hill, <laughs> where the government was like. That goddamn Cypress Hill, they're, they're no. to the country, you know. <laughs> oh, I could just kill a man. All right, open up a file. They could just kill a man. Um, you know, like drug cartels, terrorists, fucking Cypress Hill. So anyway, um, <laughs> so there's going to be a lot of drone talk tonight as we get through Prophets of Rage. And if, and if that's a concern for the individuals in this band... Fine, I respect that. At least, to at us, least they get the message across in a nice, funky way. I would say because this, this, yeah. this isn't a horrible album. I can't wait to talk about it. Let me, let me before we get into Rage Against the Prophets of Rage. Let me talk a little bit about Rage Against the Machine because I actually was listening to a little bit of that today. I was inspired to listen to it because I got through the Prophets of Rage album and I felt it. I was left wanting and I was very, you know, last year, I think it was, yeah, it was last year, last summer uh, for my birthday, I got to go see Prophets of Rage and I was really excited about it. Uh, And it ended up being one of my favorite shows of the year. Not that there was a whole lot of competition, but look, I I used to love Rage Against the Machine uh, back when I was in high school and college dating myself here and I loved public enemy and to a lesser degree, I loved Cypress Hill. Uh, and I was into like the, like angry political stuff, but what made specifically raise against the machine 
so special to me was how passionate they sounded about whatever it was was bugging them at the time. And even whether or not I agreed or even knew what the fuck they were talking about, I, I, it was like Pantera for me. I identified with their anger and passion uh, more than I did the actual content of their music. And so all these years later, hearing Chuck D and Cypress Hill take over the, the rapping portion of a lot of the Rage Against the Machine stuff, it brought me back to that same level of passion that I, that, uh, that I had for the band. You know, it, they, that anger was there, that passion was there. And I know, and, and it doesn't matter what inspired it, um, it just... It just, it just brought me back to a different time. And so when I saw that there was going to be a Prophets of Rates album, a full album of new material, I was like, okay, they're going to take that same level of anger and passion, and you're going to hear it in this album. And the political frustration is definitely there. Yeah. But this album seriously lacks passion. And I'm not the only one that says that. The reviews on this have been mixed to meh. And a lot of it is uh, Chuck D and Be Real sound like they're sleepwalking through a lot of this. And look, (laughs) it's not a bad album by any stretch of the imagination. We're going to go ahead and get this started in just a minute. But go back and listen to Bulls on Parade. Okay. Either you know, pull out your Evil Empire, or go put you know, put on your copy of Guitar Hero Three. Um, take a drink. <laughs> I will. <laughs> and, and listen to, and listen to, just how like it, it, it just comes through the speaker, uh, how intense they are, and there's nothing that rises to that level of intensity on this album, and that's a shame. That's a disappointment. Let let me just step in here real quick because I had to double check something. You talk about sleepwalking through the album and and you know the the rage, maybe the passion's gone. Can you don't look unless you already know this already? But do you know how old Chuck D is? Chuck D had to be in his twenties when I was in elementary school, which probably puts him in the fifty or sixty range. You're right. 57 years old, born August 1st, 1960. So you're, you're encroaching on, you know, get off my lawn territory at some point here. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, as a, as a, you know, as a black man who grew up and did public enemy and went through all of this, you know, all this counterculture stuff that he did uh, and, you know, anti- I don't want to say anti-political, but I mean, he was very, it was very political, politically driven lyrics and fans. Yeah, thank you. There you go. Anti-government. Yeah. Uh, You know, as you get older, shit just wears you down. (laughs) You're just like, all right, I got to talk about this again. And I mean, at 57 (laughs) years old, he's got to be getting tired of saying the same old, same old stuff, because unfortunately, yeah, we may have seen a little bit of change, a little bit of progress, but the same issues are still there. Uh, you just got, you know, obviously, you got drones to worry about there, Mr. 57-year-old. <laughs> what? I'm surprised you can see them. Apparently, he hears them, though. They fly over, they fly over. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I think that's a good point. You know, 
Um, if you have an opportunity to see Prophets of Rage live, they don't sound like they're sleepwalking. It was a very lively, energetic, passionate, angry show. Um, and it was funny because I was, I was 40 years old when I, when, I, uh, when I saw this group. And not that I've aged much. It was a year ago. I'm only 41 now. <laughs> <laughs> Back in my Back in day. Back in those days. Um, <laughs> but, you know, my wife remarked, she was like, you know, for a bunch of old shits, you know, you and the band itself, I, I've, I haven't seen you this lively in a very long time. Um, <laughs> it, none of it translates on this album, though. Um, okay. This album gets a little preachy gets a little long in the tooth at times. Uh, there's some good stuff on here, but uh, um, and, I'll, and I'll talk a little bit about this as we get to the end of this, but I just wish they could have channeled a little bit more bulls on parade and a little less. I want to get high. So high. Yeah. <laughs> so, with that said, here's our opening track. This is radicalized. <laughs> Well, if you if you ever if it's like, what does Rage Against the Machine sound like? It sounds like that. That's yeah. Rage Against the they, like. If you just take out the vocals and you just want to hear like, you want to hear like, what is the quintessential Rage Against the Machine sound? It was that basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, this is. I'm ask you. Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. I, I I was gonna say that. You hear this first opening track, you could definitely tell. Well, yeah, that's Chuck D, and that's definitely Tom Morello. Uh, and, and Rage Against the Machine. This is Public Enemy, Rage Against the Machine coming together. It, you could definitely tell those two apart and put coming together felt so good. It's peanut butter and jelly, man. This is a you know all I need is a nice big glass of milk or a big doobie, and I, I am down. This is uh, this is some good stuff. You know, I I couldn't help but contrast it with Zach De La Roca's vocalizations, and Zach always sounded like he was yelling at someone. True. Like he, he, you know, the difference between Chuck D. Chuck D. has that East Coast. It's not like a stutter step vocalization, but it, his rap style is chunky peanut butter. 
It is very like, you know, like if you listen to some of these other guys, they're so smooth. A lot, there's a lot of smooth rappers out there. Um, he, it's it's very methodical. Yes, though his, his stylization, um, and you know, and B Real is even smoother in Cypress Hill than he is in the, with a lot of these songs. I don't know if it's the, it's the, it's because they're they're doing it over metal or not, but um, it. it that was the one I think that was part of why it sounds the way that it does is you you take away that angry yelling rap style and you put in this guy who's you know ba 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 you know and and it just sounds like it sounds like your dad um giving you a lecture he's only a few years younger yeah um, I'm going to go ahead and play this next one. This next one's actually really good. It's one of my favorites on here. Um, but I, but I, but we need to talk about Tom Morello at some point and, and I'll tell okay. you why in just a minute, but this All is right, on fuck. <laughs> this is on fuck the world. That one, that one's a little heavier, a little harder. Uh, Be real sounds a little bit smoother. Chuck D sounds like Chuck D. Um, <laughs> here's what I wanted to say about Tom Morello. Listening to Rage Against the Machine earlier, Tom Morello used to do some really fun stuff with his guitar. Oh yeah. Uh, you know they they did not have a DJ in 
Rage Against the Machine, but he would do some stuff with his guitar that sounded like they were like scratching records. Sure. And it was one of the re- it was one of the really fun parts of Rage Against the Machine. There's nothing like that on this album. Oh, well, I don't know about that because we definitely got well, we got at least the chicken song. The chicken song is <laughs> one example of Tom Morello going batshit crazy with his guitar. Granted it's not anything spectacular, but if anybody can make a guitar sound like a chicken, uh this this is it. Uh, wait, what's the chi- wait, which one's the chicken song? When when we get to the chicken song, here, uh hold on. I think it is I got to find the I got to find the song list. That's going to be uh Strength in Numbers, my friend. Just wait. You just wait. Okay. We'll get there, all right? And you'll know exactly I, what I'm talking about. I don't about. remember I, I don't remember any chicken noises and and I am a connoisseur of chicken noises. Yeah, well, um, too bad you missed it all over the damn song. It's the whole song. Okay. <laughs> but no, but no, yeah, he doesn't do a whole lot of experimentation or weird stuff uh throughout here. There I mean, he's still obviously uh an impressive guitarist, but nothing to blow your socks off. It's kind of uh, hey, I'm here. That's my signature sound but not doing a whole lot with it. Yeah. I mean, this definitely sounds like a Rage Against the Machine album, minus the really fun, interesting guitar stuff that Tom Morello used to do. Um, yeah. What did you think of Unfuck the World? <laughs> well, I have one question for you, Mark Radlich. Have you ever tried to unfuck something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because it's usually like I- Ikea furniture. Um <laughs> It could be tough. Yeah. It could be tough. Yeah. It's a good it's a good political driven song too, and I like the message behind it. So and it's it's one of the you're right, it's one of the best ones off of here. All right. Uh this one's not bad either. This is Living on the One Ten. <laughs> sad song <laughs> it's about you know it's about a guy who or it's about poverty pretty much but it's still good and still got a great beat to it did uh did we skip legalize me oh shit we did okay i'm just making sure i didn't know if you if you did it on purpose that's fine i sent me i didn't want to make i didn't want to make a mistake and not actually have it on there Nope, um, I probably skipped it because I hate this song. <laughs> oh, come on. You hate Legalize Me, dude. Ah. Now, here's the thing. With this album, 
I was very, very critical of it at the beginning when I first heard it because mm-hmm. I was like, all right, here we go, political. We got rage. We got, we got, you know, we got public enemy to coming together. It's going to be powerful. But what I realized is the less serious that I take this, thank goodness, take me hires on here to make me realize I don't need to take this album completely seriously. So the less serious I take this album, the more I find that I really enjoy it. Uh, so just just a little a, a little PSA for me for people out there who are really going into this thinking it's something that's political and going to blow your socks off. All right, so here we go. This is Jesse's favorite song on the album. This is Legalize Me. <laughs> think that song came from of uh, out of the group there <laughs> uh, be real contribution like, you know what we need on this listen chuck stop writing all the songs about drones for just one minute we need a song about weed you know clearly look i i like i am a huge advocate of legalizing drugs um and i and i see the importance of it but, like, I just don't get excited about it the way some of these guys do. And I hear songs like this, and it just feels like that's all they want out of life is to be high. It's like. <laughs> oh, come yeah. on now. This is there's, – there's a political drive here, man. As, as fun as it sounds to continue to smoke up, you know that there is a political drive to try and get the legalization of marijuana out there. And prophets of rage want – to let people know where they stand on this political issue. Legalize it. It's, I'm just not interested in this song. <laughs> like, <laughs> I remember the first time I heard it, I was like, this one produced a huge eye roll for me. Like, like you could hear my eyes rolling. No. <laughs> another, <laughs> another. They, they smoke, they smoke an, in Colorado. <laughs> it is another, it's another track that again reminded me don't take this shit so seriously. Don't don't do it because you're going to get upset about what you expected versus what these guys brought to the table. Um I will I will give it one positive critique and that is, you know, one one thing that has remained consistent 
and probably the saving grace of this entire album is that Rage Against the Machine did retain the funk. Oh yeah. There are some there there are definitely some funky bass lines and guitar riffs in this album. This is one of the funkier ones and that's fine. I just thought that the lyrical content was could not be less interesting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to make a playlist for you, Mark Radlich. All marijuana-related <laughs> songs. <laughs> I want to get high. Uh, Cypress, Hill. high. Cypress Hill would probably be at least five or ten of those. Uh, yeah. So we can count on that. <laughs> All right. Uh, this this one's another one of the heavier ones on here. <laughs> No, I remember correctly. This is track six. We are skipping the counteroffensive. It's just noise. Yeah, interlude. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to move right along here to track number six. This is Hail to the Chief. Sounds like he woke up, um, you know, and it wasn't rapping in that like monotone way that uh, I was talking about before. You know, you know, Be Real too was really changing it up and you know doing some interesting uh, rap 
doing an interesting rap style there. So, yeah, I like this one a lot. You know, you talking about that makes me wonder about the production of the album, where maybe some songs, such as this one, uh, Chuck D and Be Real come together and are like, okay, we've got a great rap. Uh, you know, here, okay, here's, here's what we're going to rap about. And then they just lay it out there. And then Morello's just like, all right, here we go. I'm just going to go ahead and listen to what you got. You guys turn it loose. And then he's, they send over the, the audio track to Morello, and then he just lays out whatever he wants in the background. So maybe they feel more comfortable just rapping and then allowing uh, the, the, the band to kind of pick up the background and go around them. It's, and then maybe the songs where Chuck D sounds a little bit more laid back or, or quiet or, 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 you know, just kind of undertoned is one where he's trying to rap along with, along with the music. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I'm, I, I just think it no, seems I, like I think there's that's tr- a really good pickup because you're right. That doesn't sound like he was trying to match the music at all. It just sounds like he was rapping. Yes. Like acapella. Exactly. And then, you know, yeah. And it, you know, and it sounded to, right now, that's probably the closest to Rage Against the Machine I've heard all album. Mm hmm. Like that could have easily been on Battle of Los, Battle of Los Angeles or Evil Empire. Uh, with, with, and I wouldn't have missed the beat. Like that's one of the first songs on here that I'm not missing Zach De La Roca. Yeah. Yeah. And you ever, I'm sure you have like in the past, somebody's probably shared like mashup videos where they've took, you know, one band, like the most recent one I saw my sister shared with me, which was, you know, have you ever heard of the Wiggles fruit salad? Yummy, yummy. What now? Okay. (laughs) Have you ever heard of, let me, let me do this. Have you ever heard of the Wiggles? Vaguely, like I, I, okay. I, I can't pick them out of a lineup or anything, but I'm pretty sure I've heard of the Wiggles. Uh, the Wiggles are like, you know, a a, uh, a kids uh, show, I believe, and they had a lot of popular kids songs. One of which was Fruit Salad, Yummy Yummy. Okay, so Fruit Salad, okay. Yummy Yummy. My sister sent me a mashup of that with, I think it was Slipknot's, one of Slipknot's songs and Corey Taylor's vocals, and it sounded amazing. Okay, now that's similar to what it sounds like we got here. We got somebody that's going, hey, let's take some Rage Against the Machine and lay Chuck D and be real over it. And we got a mashup. No, no, that's not the case. We actually have the band putting this out there. But anyway, yeah, so it just feels like both of them are in their in their right element in this song. I heard a mashup that was jumping, jumping and something else. And it was like I like, like at one point I had a whole CD full of mashups. Um, I feel like I can see that. Like one, I feel like one was like Destiny's Child and Nirvana. That was really good. Nice. Um, uh, Beastie Boys had was... a couple out there, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Beastie Boys mashed up with uh, a couple like EDM tracks or something. But oh, I know there's a Beastie Boys track called Rock Hard, um, which is basically them rapping over Back in Black. Oh, nice. Yeah, Very you can nice. find that. Yeah, if you can find that, it's worth. A, it's definitely worth a listen. Um, I remember hearing it on the radio like years ago, and it took me forever to find to find it. Now, I mean, you can just yeah. I, as an experiment here, I will go to YouTube right now, and I will go rock rock hard by Beastie Boys. Rock hard. 
B. Steve. Yep, there it is. Right there? Share it right there. now. Uh, yep, Beastie Boys, rock hard. Here we go. So nice. we, should actually, we, we should listen to that tonight. I'll grab it. I can grab it. Just uh, tag right, me in the link. Did... Post post a link or send it to me. Or if you want me to, uh, I'll guess I'll go and find it. You won't make me type rock no, hard. No, 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 no. No, no, let me help you. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but, 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 oh, I'm on the wrong thing now. There we go. Why does that do that? Live, everybody. Yes, listen to us type things into our Windows browsers. And our, our, and our there it is. All right. Okay. I'll grab it. Uh, I'll have it up here in a few. Okay. Let's go ahead and play this next shit song. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for this, this one. <laughs> this is Take Me Higher. chance to research it but i swear there's a couple other things that they throw in there uh, is is the take me higher stuff off uh, is, is that completely ripped off of something as well i swear it is what what do you mean by the take me higher stuff where, where they take me higher i i, I mean I, I swear that's from a song as well possibly can titled take, take me, me higher <laughs> i was gonna say <laughs> can you take me higher <laughs> I was like, well, there's they're, they're a the song that's like, can you take me higher? It's like, oh, God, it's like Firehouse or some shit. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, But, yeah, uh, okay. All right. Here's but the yeah, thing. Don't, that, that, whole, that whole thing that Be Real was doing was that was straight out of fucking, um, uh, what do you got, Mama Said Knock You Out. Yeah, L-O they Cool changed, J. They changed a word or two here or there. But that's pretty much what it was. And, like, it's one thing to, like, sample a beat. It's a whole other thing to steal somebody else's lyrics. I really 
really gave these guys a lot of shit for this song. I know I have yeah. in, our, in our message group, and and the thing is, is that I have found that it has become my. I, I think this may be my favorite song off this album. <laughs> I am sad oh, to report. Jesus. <laughs> I am sad to report that this song I have listened to the most within the last. Well, today what? for sure, I've listened to it at Why? least ten times. It is, oh dude, God, as as unoriginal as it is, I swear it's just. It's the funk, dude. It's the funk behind it. And they do a good job of, like I said, making me realize, don't yeah, take these you know guys what it so is? seriously. Tell me. You know what it is? The, the, the beat is their cover of How I Could Just Kill a Man. Is it really? Yeah, go back and listen to it. Here. <laughs> go, I'm going go, to go ahead and play. They I'm ripped off so much beat. shit. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and play Beastie Boys "Rock Hard" to wash the taste of "Fucking Take Me Higher" out of my mouth. <laughs> go ahead and find Cypress Hill covering uh, "How I Could Just Kill a Man." It's the same goddamn beat, and like we'll play them back to back again, just just to prove my point. But ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't heard this yet, if you, if you are the metal faithful and you're not as familiar with the Beastie Boys, this is from several years ago. Uh, they put it on wax. It's the new style. This is Beastie Boys uh, sampling ACDC's Back in Black. This is rock hard.
Get loose, get loose. That's the shit right there. Some good stuff. It was. All right. Um, did you grab the uh, How I Could Just Kill a Man or no? Yes, yes, it's on there. Look under uh, Cyprus. All right. Or the bottom. <laughs> Where they usually All end right. up. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and play Take Me Higher again. I want you to listen listen to the the beat. All right, ready? Yeah. All right, I'll do my best. Now here we go. This is this is uh, oh, you know what? It was Rage Against the Machine covering how I could just kill a man. Not oh, well, son version. of a bitch. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> oh, but you know what? I always enjoyed listening to it. If you could go find that for me, I'll go ahead and play. Yeah, well, listen to all three versions tonight. There we go. Here we go. This is you go get the Rage Against the Machine version of how I could just kill a man, and we'll go ahead in the Wayback Machine, and here's how I could just kill a man by Cypress Hill. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, okay, here we go. Now, listen, do, do I need to play Take Me Higher again? Uh, no, I, I remember. I remember. Okay, here we go. Rage Against the Machine, How I Can Just Kill a Man from the Renegades album. You're missing the hooter of the phone. 
I was bumping that shit in my car with my three-year-old in tow. <laughs> oh, I'm just, man. I'm just dry. I'm driving, I'm looking back, I'm like, Jonas, here is something you can't understand. And he's <laughs> like, it's nap time. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel what you're saying there. I can hear the similarities for sure. There is, uh... well, again, I don't take the song seriously enough to be like, okay, well, that gets down marks for me. It's already got down marks when the drones were flying over, flying over. And Okay, listen, I, I you know me. You you know if they're fucking with an anchor, I'm like yes, more of that. <laughs> I <laughs> I like a nice silly song every once in a while, but I just felt like Take Me Higher was a bunch of hot garbage thrown together. It was uninspired, you know. I mean, never mind the, the drones. They fly over. They fly over. Again, stop ripping off somebody else's rhymes and come up with a more you know come up with an original baseline. That's all I'm saying. Okay, all right. Still my favorite song. All right, well, you know what? No accounting for taste. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get the chicken song. We got chicken song uh, up next. Who's going chicken hunting? We's going chicken hunting. <laughs> oh, by the way, that went down without a sound, didn't it? Weren't like the Nazis and the uh, freaking juggalos supposed to fight in Washington there like this past Saturday? Oh, uh, I don't yeah. know, dude. I, you have no I, idea what I'm talking about. Like yeah, you were I, in a hurricane a fucking, or some shit. Yeah, <laughs> I had to worry about my house being blown away. I had other concerns. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I was I was held hostage in my county jail. You know, I almost you know I almost became an inmate myself. So <laughs> I, uh, I well I don't know what the fuck's going on. All right, this no, is strength in numbers. <laughs> way that this song gets published or put out there on an album and it not be titled The Chicken Song. It should have been called Who's Going Chicken Hunting. <laughs> have you ever, here's what it reminds me of. Have you ever gone to like the grocery store and you're getting ready to leave and a kid sees those things on the side where you put your quarters in, you get yourself a little bubble with a prize in it. Well, we used to have one up here and it was, it was there was a chicken and inside the chicken were the little plastic eggs and that, in that, in that, uh, whatever it was. And then when you put the 50 cents in or the quarter in, it would vend it. But when it did that, the little thing spun and it sounded exactly like what we just heard. It's going to be called McGraw. <laughs> All right. Let's see if I can get through about a minute and 30 seconds of this one last again. Yes, please. All right, here we go. Strengthen. <laughs> Fuck the fuck is the fuck? 
Thanks. That's my favorite song on the album by far. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I, I don't think that's Tom. We were talking before about like, oh, Tom Morello doesn't really do anything interesting, and your argument was, yeah, but the chicken sound. I'm pretty sure that's DJ Lord. <laughs> oh, oh, you think so? You think he's yeah. getting in there? No, no. That doesn't no sound way. like a guitar sound to me. <laughs> Dude, I don't know I'm how sorry. Doing, I'm know sorry. Doing, Dude, the whole thing is... <laughs> and here's That's the thing. Lord. It's such a fucking politically like powerful song, too. And I'm supposed to take it seriously with that bullshit happening in the background. I can't do it. Listen. You said, listen, man, fuck you, because here's what you said. You took, like, you said, like, take me higher, which is just the most horrible thing, right? It's it's just ripped off lyrics and a ripped off beat and just jammed together for a peanut butter and vinegar sandwich. Uh, And you're like, it's my favorite. I take my pants off to it, you know? I'm like, okay. But no, fuck that, because the. And you're rapping over it? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> dude. Right Come all on. all about the chicken sound. Strength in numbers, baby. That just, I, mean, I literally just turned on Spotify and was like, and grabbed strength in numbers and put it on the MHOD best of 2017. It's on there. <laughs> it's made it. Well, it's definitely going to be instantly recognized. As soon as 10 seconds hit into that song, we're going to immediately shit. recognize it. That's oh. fan-fucking-tastic. Strength uh. in numbers. <laughs> <laughs> oh man well that that's that's <laughs> genius right there yeah like like because I, I could imagine like that was the last part that they added they're just like all right we got you know we got that typical rage against the machine beat you know we, we've got an angrier than normal <laughs> both chuck <laughs> D and be real sounded like they were actually like alive during that yeah song. dude it's like, that's the truth missing something it's it's missing an element, and DJ Lord saves the day with his like. You know what? It's missing fucking chicken sounds. Fucking chickens. I mean, come on. I there's a there was either a, a very serious production failure here to understand that we we are we are putting something back behind these guys that may garner a little bit more attention than what we need. That would be the chicken. Oh, okay. All right. Now, like I said, I. We will. We may have to figure out and see if there's any leads on the internet as to uh, the the you know. You believe it's DJ Lord. I believe it's I believe it's Tom Morello going insane. We'll have to find out. We'll see if we can get an answer to this. <laughs> okay. We have, maybe we'll have maybe we can have uh, you know someone from Prophets of Rage on the on the Metal Hammer. Oh it's yeah. The only interview I'll ever do. It'll be I the only never... time we ever have a guest on. Like, Gavin's been trying to get me to get these guys from, like, like, his buddies from West Virginia who are in a band. And I'm like, nope, that's not the show I want to do. I don't want to deal with interviews. I don't really care. I will have a member of Prophets of Rage come on here and explain the chicken sound. <laughs> Please. We just want one question. Five minutes of your time, sir. <laughs> yeah, I, that's literally the only question I have. I don't give a shit about anything else they have to say. I will promote the album. It's fine. Please explain the chicken sound. Where did it come Five from? Minutes. Who made it? Oh, my gosh. Uh, that's <sighs> all I care about. All right. I don't know how the hell I missed that driving around. I do know. I, I probably my brain was on other stuff. And by that, by this point in the album, it was starting to become background noise. Um, mm-hmm. All right. This one I don't remember being crazy about either. This is who owns who. 
that, that gets a big meh for me. I mean, it's it's okay. I just like I'm not particularly crazy about it. I, okay. I, I, I don't know. What do you think? I, I liked it. I thought it was. Here's the thing. I again listen to this album a lot over the past few days because obviously I want to be familiar with what we're talking about. But as we've discussed there, I think a couple of weeks ago, where there are some albums where I'm just like, okay, I'm going to give it a couple of listens and then I'm moving on. Well, after this is a grower, you know, the shower versus grower, this is a grower. And what I found is, is that this particular song right here, almost every single one of these songs on this album are toe tapping, head bobbing songs. If you listen to them for a little while, uh, they grow on you. Now, I think, my opinion is that this is one of the most politically charged songs on here. Uh, I mean, cause he's clearly telling people to burn fucking flags and, and like riot and shit. It sounds like, uh, that's, I wanted to get into a little bit of a discussion, but I don't, I don't want to press that because I don't think we have the time to get into what in the hell he's talking about here. Uh, but again, I think it's, it's very politically charged and I, I dig it. I dug it myself. So, um, there's, there, there you go. Okay. Um, you know, uh, no, I don't, I, and that's the thing is I don't want to get into the politics of what's <laughs> yeah, happening in, tough, on this album. I have, really don't. Yeah. It's tough to have an album like this on here and not feel like you gotta, you gotta say something because I know mostly you, Mark Radlich, you're, you're, you feel the music rather than actually, really read and get into what the lyrics say. So I respect that because there is a lot to say about, uh, you know, what these guys are putting out there and how it sounds. And it, it sounds to me, I enjoy just about everything that they put on there, but the political message sometimes who we, boy, you could talk for hours on that shit. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and I'm really just not interested, you know, like I, I hear you. Look, if you're, if you're into it and, and, you know, you're, um, you know, if as a musician you're passionate about a subject and that's what you want to talk about, I don't hold that against people, and you know, and I'll listen to it whether or not I agree with it or even know what the hell you're talking about. But I'm not going to talk about it. You know, like I you made you. fun of the drones thing just because like it's it's so prevalent in the album, and it, it to <laughs> me it's such a non it's such a non issue. It is for but, us. <laughs> but there, but there is obviously some some important things that they're talking about here. But I, I don't care. I, you know, yeah. That's not how they're reaching me. Um, all right, let's go ahead and move forward here. This is hands up, don't shoot. <laughs>
a short song, but um, I like it. it. You know, it's it's got a little heavier beat to it. Um, I like the rap style. It's good stuff. Oh, yeah. This is something that I all of a sudden found myself dancing to earlier today. I mean, I was getting down. My son always, my, my son has become, <laughs> I don't know where he got this from. Yeah, I, I'll probably attribute it to the YouTubes. But all of a sudden, my son thinks, like, I mean, I'd say he thinks, but he can do a pretty good job. He can break dance. Like, he'll stop and do a robot and do all sorts of crazy stuff. So now i got to compete with him. I was listening to Hands Up today, and by golly, I put on a show. All right. Boot scooting around the house. I like it. <laughs> all right. This is the last track of the night. This is one word, smash it. Cut Chuck D off there. Uh, I thought that was a good way to end the album. Hey, I meant to ask you before. What did you think of that Beastie Boys song? Oh, that's good stuff, man. I love, I love me some ACDC. Love me some Beastie Boys. So, uh, you get again, great, great little mashup. Um, my here, here's my closing thoughts on this album. It's obviously not perfect. A couple of songs on here are not particularly strong, but uh, for the most part. It's fine. Uh, it gets a B minus from me, um, just just because of the, some of the problems that it's got. But overall, I think it's a good effort from the remaining members of Rage Against the Machine and you know, old, old Father Time, Chuck D, <laughs> and uh, and Be Real. I mean. Look, it's their first collaboration of you know for new material. You know, since sometimes you you hit it out of the park, and sometimes it's just an average effort. Um, I I think it's fine. It needs work. Hope maybe you know if they stay together, maybe the next time around it'll be a little bit better. But for now, it, it, it's an average effort. All right, I will give this a thumbs up. No problem there. I enjoy just about – I think I enjoy just about every song on this album. They have some really uh, some really great songs on here, uh, despite what Mark Radlich may think of Take Me Higher. Uh, I won't say that that's something that you know compares to some of the other original material on this album because there is some great original material. That's just a personal preference for me is Take Me Higher. But regardless <laughs> – 
when you get into this album, you know, and you look at it, and you're thinking, oh, it's going to be a, a politically powerful piece. Well, remember who we have as members in here, okay? Yes, we have members from Public Enemy. Yes, we have members from Rage Against the Machine. But we have Be Real from Cypress Hill. Again, he is going to bring, I think, the levity to some of these songs. So don't think everything's going to be just a, you know, a political powerhouse piece. That's not the case, I think. I think there's a lot, of, a lot of fun to be had in this album. And they do a great job of keeping you interested. Not one of these songs, I think, in my opinion, are slow, methodical, and just you know, something that will put you to sleep. Every single one of these has a great beat to it and a great sound and some life. So easily a thumbs up. I would recommend it to a lot of people that I know for sure, whether they're Rage fans or whether they're Public Enemy fans. I think I would say, hey, give this a sh- give this a shot. Okay, uh, next week uh, it's all it's it's been out now. I think uh, for about two weeks. Came out on September eighth. We will. I wanted to get th- this. Just came out past, this past Friday the 15th. So I wanted to get it done as soon as possible. I was really excited about it, uh, which meant we had to put off arch enemy, but, uh, Jesse and I both agreed arch enemy may be the second best album of the year so far. It's uh, up there for sure. Next, yeah. Next to creator, which was an early contender for best album of the year. We're going to talk about it next week here on the metal hammer of doom, arch enemy. And then in the month of October, uh, October 4th, we've got the desaturated seven by primus. Uh, on the 11th is the new Cradle of Filth, and we finally have a date for the new Marilyn Manson. We'll talk about, uh, I believe it's called Heaven Side Up. Yep, Heaven. Sorry, Heaven Upside Down. Who the fucking these titles? Uh, so we got the new <laughs> Marilyn Manson on October 18th. Uh, the new Stray from the Path, which I really like. I was really, I've been listening to that. That's a, that's a great album. Uh, if you're into metalcore. Uh, that's the October 25th, and then our Halloween show, we, we've had a schedule change. We're going to do the new Motorhead covers album, Undercover. So that's what we got going on in the next couple of months, uh, you know, next week, 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 the last week of September, and for the whole month of October. We've got some really good stuff lined up. I'm really excited to talk about these. Uh, what do you think, Jesse? we got Primus, Cradle of Filth, Marilyn Manson, Straight from the Path, and Motorhead. You excited? That sounds that sounds epic. I, I I may have some issues with Marilyn Manson, so you're gonna have to hold my hand through it. <laughs> you know my you know uh, as long as I have been married to Melissa, she uh, she has told me on several occasions how Marilyn Manson scared the shit out of her when she was a kid, <laughs> and to this day she still can't listen to his music. Now she's put up with listening to the beautiful people because they 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 tend to play it a lot in the Sirius XM station that we listen to. The, okay. the, the one, the one station we both agree on, um, but like not normally. Like I remember the first couple of years we were married, she would hear that, and like she just yell out, "Nope," and <laughs> switch it. <laughs> she wasn't having shit, um, but she's gotten slightly more tolerant of Marilyn Manson. Not that she'd be interested in listening to any of that album. But she can at least handle, you know, a 20-year-old Marilyn Manson or 30-year-old Marilyn Manson song. I don't remember how even old this shit is. I remember Portrait of an American Family came out in my first year of college. So that was 1994. Yeah, I was going to say, 
first time I remember hearing of Marilyn Manson was college, probably saw freshman or sophomore year. So I've been 96, mm. 97. Um, all right. So what's going on on the, on the source material? Because I, uh, the, the, the summer movie season is over and until we get to, well, we, we did throw on the schedule, the old, uh, DC meets, uh, Hanna-Barbera. Oh, yeah. Um, and if we can get Josh Calandro on the, Josh Calandro's on the show, we're going to have him do, you know, do the judging again. Cause that was fun. Uh, oh yeah. Um, <laughs> and that, that's, uh, that we're doing October 2nd. But uh, I've pretty much been leaving you alone. So what do you got going on on the source material? Well, this a couple of weeks ago, I dropped the uh, a promo, kind of a promo spot with my buddy Jordan Lowe, who runs the River City Comic Con up here. Uh, so he kind of talked about the events that were leading up to the River City Comic Con. We had a good time there. I got to join some friends from the Kapow, the Pop Culture Podcast, on a panel, and we did trivia with the audience. And that was a lot of fun. There were prizes involved, all sorts of fun stuff there. Uh, and then last, uh, well, this past Monday, we, we kind of took a back seat, and I, I invited a friend of mine, a local comedian by the name of Joel Gant, to come on. And we did a, a real special show called The Remix Recap. We both got the opportunity to go watch Throw Down for the Pound 16, Wizard of Paws, which uh, when I had, I had probably one of the best matches I'd ever seen, which was a triple threat tag match involving Colt Cabana, Hornswoggle, the Mega Plowers, and Grado and Bubba Ray Dudley. It was absolutely amazing and hilarious. So anyway, that kind of took the spot here this past Monday. If you guys want to check out all the results from the remix Throwdown for the Pound, me and Joel Gant brought it to you, talked about it a lot, about an hour podcast. So as for what's upcoming for source material, right now I really don't have a schedule. I know what I wanted to do was to do the trivia sometime this month uh, where we were, we were supposed to have a trivia championship. I'm going to say it right, championship here on the network at some point. Now, of course, that entails me getting three or four people together at a time to sit down, do some trivia for about half hour and then, or 45 minutes and then turn them loose. Everybody's schedule was a little bit mixed up. You know, Mark, obviously you had to deal with a few things down there in Florida uh, and, you know, just coordinating all that stuff's a little bit of a, a little bit of a task. Want to put my mind to it, see what I can do. Other than that, I really don't have anything set out. I've got all sorts of ideas, but I don't have anything on the schedule. I watch Mark Radelich schedule things, and I am nothing compared to that. I'm the guy that sits back and says, well, maybe I'll figure out something to do next week. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, keep an eye out because we're going to bring you some more content. Uh, go give the Radelich and Broadcasting Network Facebook page a like to stay up on top of all the great podcasts that we have to offer. Uh, we do MMA. We do sports. Uh, we also do metal, as you just heard, and we also do comics, source material, comic book podcast. Right on there, you can check it out. I have have over 130-some episodes. Talk about a lot of good comic book stories there. TV, movies, all sorts of fun stuff. Check that out. You can follow me at Stiznarkey on Twitter. Mark Radlich, I turn it back over to you, sir. All right, if you've enjoyed me and Jesse uh, bantering tonight, tune in tomorrow on the Radlich and Broadcasting Network at 9 p.m., uh, we'll be doing another TV party tonight, and we'll be looking at a Netflix original with Justin Bateman called and, and Laura Linney called Ozark. And the tradition of Breaking Bad, um, middle class, upper middle class, white guy gets involved with drug dealers. Film at 11. Um, <laughs> another, one of the, 
It's another one of those kinds of shows. Jesse hit me to it. I said, hey, you know, I've got some open spots on the calendar. I don't have a whole lot going on at the moment. You know, what do you want to talk about? And he was like, you, have you seen Ozark yet? Because you should. It's your bag. It's, you know, it's, it's crime and drugs. And I said, oh, well, that that's, certainly sounds like my cup of tea. Um, so in between trying to get through seven seasons of Game of Thrones and uh, three seasons of Narcos, I also binge-watched Ozark, and I got it done Tuesday night. So we're going to talk about it this Thursday at 9 o'clock. Hope you'll join now, us. Now, I want you to think of something, because I want to try and remember to ask you this tomorrow. You have to place that show amongst the rest of the Netflix shows where I want you to come up with a number uh, or at least if you're going to – like a top five, top ten, where are you going to place Ozark? Because I want to know after we get done talking tomorrow. Okay. Well, we can do that. I'll have, to, I'll have to give it some thought. I also have to think about what shows I've seen. Because, like, you know, Orange is the New Black, that's number one. Um, <laughs> that, I, Orange is the New Black is one of those where, like, it drops at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning and three oh oh at 3 one <laughs> I'm on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. yeah. On, and you, gotta, you also got to – you also got to count the Marvel, uh, the Marvel stuff in there as well. That Netflix Marvel stuff. So it may yeah, be a tough, it may be a tough, uh, maybe a tough road for Ozark then. Uh, yeah, Luke Cage is definitely number two then because uh, the, the the never ending concerts didn't fucking bother me like the rest of the, like the rest of my people. You, <laughs> you damn hot I'm piece. glad you. I'm glad they send. Or I'm glad they put all those concerts in there. Now I, uh, you know, I, uh, the Luke Cage playlist has got to be out there on Spotify somewhere. <laughs> all right uh all right honkies we're done for the night um, <laughs> we'll be back uh next week as i said for jesse starcher the disapproving dad i am your mandated reporter mr mark rattledge be well be safe and behave <laughs>